music selection there. I'll tell you what. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the WJR Sportsbook. Yes, there's a lot to talk about. You better believe it. Uh, my name is Steve Courtney, and things are a little bit different uh, for this exciting episode because my partner, Jamie Edmonds, she is with family, um, and we're going to find out exactly where. Jamie, how are you? How are you? What was that song? I, I, I don't know, but uh, there for a while I thought we were like a uh, a spy series or something. I didn't understand what was right. uh, what was going on there, but... Uh, you know, Blake uh, might be reflecting. Uh, what was the story there? Are you down? Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, it's a rotator, and that was just the next one up. All right. So I, I understand. I would never choose that song personally. No, I, I would certainly hope not there, mister. I mean, I know for a fact, deep down, you do have personality. Anyway, now, uh, Jamie, where yeah. are you? I am in South Carolina with my family, our annual family vacation, and I am at Kiowa Island, if oh. you've ever been, if anyone's a golfer. Uh, no, but you sent me a shot of the course that you would be playing if you weren't, uh, <laughs> well, with child. And let me just say this, looks absolutely beautiful. It is really, really beautiful here. My husband and dad are playing most of the courses on Kiowa Island, including the ocean course. Again, those golfers know it. It's like top 25. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't get to play. Well, so enjoy. Enjoy the uh, time with your family, and I'm sure you'll you'll find time to chip and putt. <laughs> sure. Or shop. Or shop. You better believe it. Well, I'll give my best to the fam. Uh, meanwhile, let's bring on Sir Nick Roddy, who uh, just completed uh, yet another amazing WJR Pure Michigan Golf Tour with the one, the only guy, Gordon. And I don't know, maybe he's uh, golf coursed out. Nicholas, what's going on? I, uh, I'm i indeed golf coursed out, guy. Uh, Steve. Sorry, I'm, I've spent too much time around Guy. I know how it goes, man. Yeah. Uh, and having been a part of the uh, golf tour at times, it is a lot of fun. But it can be a little bit of a grind because it is quite a hectic schedule. And look at you. You made it through. And I still have golf balls in my bag. So uh, I, I'll, I'll take that as a win. From I'm what, not the better question is, how many did you lose? That's a valid point, James. Uh, a couple here or there. I, I, I didn't count. I don't know. But I, I probably found one for every ball I lost. So, so an even I, exchange. I, yeah, yeah. All right. Certainly not as nice of a ball, but. Uh, there is uh, a ton to discuss, as always, on this Monday night. And you know what? Uh, there is plenty of golf news coming your way. Meanwhile, we begin uh, with the Tigers. Uh, beautiful day at the ball yard yesterday. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, there was a nice celebration as he joins Hank Aaron and Albert Pujols as the three players in baseball history with 500 homers, 3,000 hits, and 600 doubles. Quite a list of dignitaries on hand for that very worthwhile celebration. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a uh, piece that was voiced uh, by one of his daughters, and she was discussing, wanting to discuss uh, Mickey's milestones and Major League Baseball accomplishments with her father, but he would have nothing to do with it. He doesn't want to talk about himself, and I thought it was very well done. Uh, and then the game... 
Tigers looking to take the series from the Toronto Blue Jays, and they fell a little bit short. Interesting, James. Uh, Tarek Skubal, not used to seeing what we did yesterday. Lost for the first time since April 28th. He went just four innings, the shortest outing since his first start of the season. He struck out three and three scoreless innings before giving up the bomb to Vladimir Guerrero. 421 feet, as a matter of fact. Uh, a two-run drive, his 14th of the season. Tigers, quite frankly, never recovered, losing six zip. Yeah, you know, I'm going to give Tarek Skubal a pass because he's been the best Tiger, maybe outside of Miggy this year. But thank goodness for Miggy to give Tigers fans something to cheer for this year. I mean, the chase for 3,000 was super fun. Then they all wanted to be there for that ceremony, which I saw online, all of the things the Tigers did, which I thought was pretty great. I mean, bringing back Victor Martinez, having Alex Avila there, the family there. I mean, what a way to celebrate the greatest hitter of all time and then watch a team that can't hit after that. Again, and uh, this has been the uh, Tigers' Achilles uh, this season. Offensively, uh, just disappear. And uh, there's a couple of things on that. But first, uh, you know, as far as Miguel Cabrera goes, uh, it has been a pleasure watching him wear the old English tee. Now, again, uh, I was around when Al Kaline was still playing, but his better days were before my time. Uh, He was Mr. Tiger for a long, long time. And I would never, ever take anything away from number six. Uh, the numbers were there. Uh, the performance year in, year out from the time he first put the uniform on. Absolutely amazing. But I'm just here to say that Miguel, in my mind's eye anyway, the greatest Tiger I've ever seen, period. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I mean, with all of the accolades that he has right now, I mean, four-time batting champ, two-time MVP, triple crown winner, and he was a Tiger. I, I got to go with Miggy as well. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of folks saying, hey, look, the dude's making, what, 26, 27 mil a year, yada, yada, yada. I get that. Uh, but you have to remember, uh, when he was given that contract, Mr. I, uh, Mike Illich wanted nothing more than to bring a World Series championship to the city of Detroit. And if he didn't pay it, somebody was going to. And, right. you know, we've got these milestones that we're celebrating right now, and clearly, you know, Miggy's on the back nine. Uh, but that being said, the way he goes about his business, um, always smiling, uh, always uh, chatting it up with uh, whoever's playing first base, whoever the Tigers are playing against. Um, I just love it. And uh, it was a nice celebration yesterday. Yeah. And everyone says that he just doesn't like to talk about himself. He doesn't like to, you know, I know he doesn't like to talk to the media. So if I had one thing to say, I'd say I wish he talked to us more because he's fun. He's fun to talk to. Well, you brought up the Victor Martinez surprise. And Miggy was clearly emotional uh, when he saw Victor Martinez coming out of that Tiger dugout. Definitely. Awesome. They they loved each other. Their uh, lockers were right near each other. Every time we went in the clubhouse, they were great friends, are great friends. So I think that was a nice touch by the Tigers. Well, here's the reality of the situation, folks. Uh, we've been waiting for the Tigers to get on a roll. Right now, they're 24 and 35, fourth in the American League Central. As a matter of fact, they are underway at Comerica Park, kicking off a three-game series with the visiting Chicago White Sox. They're 27 and 31, 
third in the American League Central. They got issues of their own. Anyway, Ronnie Garcia uh, on the bump for the Tigers tonight. We'll keep you posted. 0-1 is Mr. Garcia, 4.50 the ERA. So uh, the Tigers, yeah, they need to bust out a little bit here. Expectation going in, uh, division winners, postseason team. Playoff. Yeah, and uh, so far, not the case. And then today, they get some crazy bad news. Starting pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez has informed the team that he will not be rejoining the squad at this time due to personal reasons. Uh, Here's the quote. Eduardo Rodriguez has informed the club that due to personal matters, he will not rejoin the team at this time. As a result, Eduardo has been placed on the restricted until further notice list. Uh, this according to the uh, organization. He signed a five-year, $77 million contract with the Tigers last offseason. He pitched eight games this year. Not very good. One and three, ERA of 4.38. At this time, Jamie, and it's uh, kind of unusual, don't know how long this is going to go on. But first and foremost, certainly hope everything's okay as far as the personal matters are concerned. Well, absolutely. And when I was looking at the injuries earlier today, it said personal injuries. So I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Obviously, something's going on with his family. But then I start to look at all of the injuries the Tigers have. How about just the starting pitchers? You have Casey Mize. You know he has to have Tommy John surgery. Eduardo Rodriguez, Matt Manning, Michael Pineda, Spencer Turnbull. I mean, this has been a disastrous season for injuries. And we all know injuries happen. That's what somebody's screaming at the radio right now. But I have never seen a ball club uh, affected by injuries the way the Tigers have been. And you mentioned Casey Mize, and you start there because obviously a lot of expectation for that young fellow. And uh, the Tommy John, and I will say this, again, uh, not a medical professional, uh, but I believe that Tommy John procedure has come a long way, even over the last 10 years. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Justin Verlander uh, as proof of that. Uh, so right. there is perhaps light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Jamer Candelario, uh, the good news there, he will not be involved in this 10-game homestand, uh, but he is not expected to miss that much more time. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the others. Michael Pineda, for example, uh, that bad finger. He threw a bullpen session uh, last Tuesday. The hope is he can rejoin the club soon. Matt Manning, bicep issue, was cleared to resume throwing last Tuesday as well. So, uh, you know, we shall see. But one thing is clear. The uh, Tigers, if they want to fulfill their preseason expectation, they've got to get it going here. We see this every week, Steve. I am starting to lose hope. I mean, we are in June. It's mid-June. Well, and <laughs> that's what kept us going because, hey, Right. You know, hey, it's late April. Hey, it's early May. Hey, it's mid-May. You know, now all of a sudden <laughs> you're you're right smack dab in the middle of June, and uh, they have fallen woefully short, I think, of what they expected from themselves. And, you know, it, it just seems as though, you know, they win five of seven. Uh, okay, maybe they're going in the right direction. And then, uh, no, that's uh, not the case. And I think a series win over the Blue Jays yesterday would have been great, but, you know, that didn't happen. So, it just seems as though every time you're getting excited, then they come back down to earth a little bit. 
Yeah, and the way they're losing is so demoralizing. They were outscored 19-2 to in the right. last Blue Jays series. So maybe just go and enjoy the weather in Comerica Park and some beers and some snacks because I, I don't know that the preseason expectations will be met. Well, you know, here's the deal. Uh, you got a White Sox team in town. They're 27-31, and 31, as I mentioned. Uh, they've got issues of their own. Uh, they had much higher expectation going into this year, and they're under 500. And there's a lot of heat right now forming on their skipper, Tony La Russa, which I would, thought was a bizarre hire to begin with because Tony is, what, 103? <laughs> Approximately. So, you know, you got a ball club that uh, you should be able to uh, uh, at least take two or three. And I think that's a battle cry right now for A.J. Hinch and the Tigers. Win series, for crying out loud. Right. Win games. Like, they say this all the time in the clubhouse, one game at a time. But, man, it's been tough. And it's got to be tough for people in that clubhouse with all the injuries, you know, trying to win. Well, you know, it, it, I get it. They get Austin Meadows back. They get Robbie Grossman back. Uh, they get Victor Reyes back. Uh, so slowly but surely, um, they're going to get people back, and hopefully, that translates into wins. All right. Uh, when we return, uh, LIV underway this past weekend uh, at the Centurion Club just outside London. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more, and the U.S. Open is unfolding this very week. Plenty to discuss. Leave it here. It's the WJR Sportsbook. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. All right, I think the DJ is getting better. It's a good <laughs> sign. Too. Yeah, there you go. A real toe tapper this time around. That one was pretty metal. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, laddie. Uh, it is the WJR Sportsbook. Nice to have you, Steve Courtney, along with Jamie Edmonds and Nick Roddy hanging out. Blake is here. And uh, it was, to a degree, I guess, an historic weekend as the LIV Golf Series got underway at the Centurion Club just outside London. And, uh, yeah, as advertised, there was a lot of money being earned. Charles Schwartzel, he'll remember the uh, opener for a while, uh, he gets the biggest payday in pro golf history, $4 million. Wait, I'm not done. He also earned another 750000 because of his four-man squad winning the team title and divided uh, $3 million. Uh, did you get a chance to watch it all, James? Did you have any interest? What's going on? Yes, we definitely watched. Um well, we were just interested, meaning my husband and I, just two people knowing this is a big deal, that this is starting, and we wanted to see what was going to happen. I thought the broadcast was really bad. Well, I, I and, and I've been asked a lot, is there a chance where a major network will pick up any of these events? And certainly, you know better than anybody the way television works, Jamie. You're, you're either all in or you're all out. Uh, and I think the problem is, okay, CBS, no, that's not happening. NBC, no, not happening. No, They've got ties. To they the... do the PGA Tour, yeah. Right. So, you know, is there a chance something like TNT, who uh, televised the challenge, might get involved? You know, I don't know. But, you know, there's there's a lot at stake here. 
I mean, just from social media over the weekend, I, I, I found that those that were following the LIV event seriously, not too many. Do you agree with that? Well, yeah. And you know what? The names that they brought over and spent all that money to bring over didn't play that well. Mickelson was 10 over. DJ finished eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, DJ one under, but he still collected 625000 Uh You go on down the list, and it's uh, kind of insane. Ian Poulter, five over, tied for 20th, 190000 Uh Sergio Garcia, thought to be one of the bigger names going over, and I don't think a lot of people on the PGA Tour are going to miss him at all. Tied for 22nd, uh, six over, 170000 James Pyle. Well, okay. J- there's why they went. Because if you miss the cut in the PGA event, you get no dollars, correct? Right. Well, it all yeah, if you're if you're out, cut, no. Thanks for playing. So. better luck next week. Uh James Pyatt. a lot of folks understanding the US amateur champion, the Michigan State Spartan, uh grabbing some loot and he did just that. He finished seven over, uh picked up hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. Uh, lefty Phil That's Nicholson. A lot of money. It yeah. is. It is a boatload of money for a guy like James Pyatt. Uh, Phil Mickelson, one hundred forty-six thousand at ten over. And here's let's just fast forward to Andy Ogletree. He will be the trivia answer in the not too distant future. He finished forty-eighth, dead last, twenty-four over, one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I mean. That's crazy. That's why they went. And that guy was not making any money on the PGA Tour. <laughs> so Well, and the great Gary Player uh, read an interesting piece over the weekend, and he said, look, the people that bolted uh, to the LIV event, you know, they got families, and they made a decision on what they thought was best for their group moving forward. Then he adds, but you take a look at the majority of the people who are playing in it, and they weren't going to be factors on the PGA Tour. Now, I don't know if that's a, uh, you know, backhanded compliment to Dustin Johnson and, you know, Phil Mickelson and, you know, these guys. But let's face it, Phil can participate in the Champions Tour right now. So yeah. how much of a factor in the immediate future uh, is he going to be on the PGA Tour? I don't know. I mean... Uh, what I find very interesting is what's going to happen with these majors, and are they going to let these guys come back? The U.S. Open says yes, come on back. Yeah, Play and Phil's uh, for the record, Jamie. Phil's going off at eighty to one. Uh, right. Now, so Phil can play, DJ can play, and there, the thought is that the Open is going to follow suit, so they're going to be able to play the Open as well. Well, what's going to be interesting at Brookline, Mass? the uh the country club there you know how sports fans in boston can be they don't hide a lot uh the expectation is that they will treat phil mickelson uh okay that they will be very polite to him based on what he's done in the game after that they're they're golf fans that's a little different than the fans chanting at the Warriors, I think. Yeah, but I I, I I, think that after Phil, all bets are off. 
So did you get a chance to see the Jay Monahan interview with Jim Nance? I'm sure did. I'm glad you brought it up. I thought Jay Monahan was very succinct and he answered Jim Nance's questions without batting an eye. And the gist of it is this, folks. As the commissioner of the PGA Tour, he said, look, my responsibility is to the loyalty of the greatest players in the world that are still here. So now automatically, the 17 players who were suspended by the PGA Tour, there's already whispers of lawsuits. This, believe it or not, has the chance to get a hell of a lot uglier. I think this is moving so quickly and that a lot of the names that went are more than I thought they were. We talked about this sort of side texting and everything through the weekend. Like, they're bigger names than I thought, and I think it's just moving so quickly. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, it was interesting because at one point, the four bodies that govern the majors uh, were thought to be lining up with the PGA Tour. And then all of a sudden, the USGA, the governing body of the U.S. Open, says, ah, no, you know what? If you qualify, feel free to play. Uh, The thought is, for the Open Championship, it's going to be the same. I don't see Augusta following suit. And there's time. I get it. Yeah, Augusta's the one that I could see not doing it. And if all of the majors sort of banded together and said, no, you can't come back, then that changes things. Then then it all flip-flops because that's where you make your legacy, winning majors. One thing is, but if they could still play in it, then maybe for them they go cash out, get all those checks, and then come try and win a major. I thought it was very interesting after winning the RBC uh, yesterday, his twenty-first win on the PGA Tour. Uh, Rory McIlroy said, "Yeah, and one better than Greg Norman." You know who? Uh, here's my thought, and I think last week I shared it. I used to be a big Greg Norman fan. Uh, Love the way he played the game. And, uh, you know, he accomplished a lot. And my problem is this. With Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson in particular. You know, Mickelson's always talking about how greedy the PGA Tour is. Okay, you won $100 million playing on this PGA Tour. It treated you very, very well. And my question is, to take it a step further, if the treatment of the players is so damn bad, then why are the likes of Rory, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, and some really great young talent on this tour being loyal? Right. Well, if you ask Greg Norman, he said Rory's brainwashed, which was a crazy thing to say. You know, that's a crock. You know, yeah. and, you know, this is the problem. As it all filters out, you know, with Greg Norman saying, yeah, these guys have been brainwashed and, you know what, we, we, we all make mistakes and every cross, ha- every country has a cross to bear and, you know, everything like that. And, and you're talking about the assassination of a journalist in Jamal Khashoggi. 
And then during right. the interview with uh, Jay Monahan and uh, my boy. I think it was Nance. Yeah, Jim Nance. Uh, he asked about, you know, this 9-11 uh, group that has gotten involved. And, you know, how dare you betray the United States and go about your business and take the uh, money from the Saudis. And look, there is certainly a political aspect to this story. And again, these individuals, James, made a decision based on what they thought was best for themselves. And I personally cannot hold that against them. But there are so many. I mean, they made decisions for their family, for their you know, bank accounts or what have you. I, I don't know what my opinion is quite yet. I still want to read about it, see how this shakes out. But I did read a counter article about how, you know, everyone is sort of persecuting these golfers for going and playing in one event. Um, what about the NBA's involvement with China? And no one's really upset with the players of the NBA for playing the finals, for instance. Well, it's so got, I think there's a lot to this. There's a lot to it, you know? Well, again, uh, just to be clear, Monaghan uh, was asked about players being criticized for competing in a circuit that is financed by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Survivors and family members of victims of the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, have been critical of players downplaying the Saudi Arabian, uh, Saudi Arabian monarchy's history of civil rights violations. So uh, right. there, there, there's a lot of balls in the air here. Uh, when right. it comes to this thing. Now, let me ask you this. And Nick, Blake, jump in. The uh, The next LIV golf tournament will be played here in the United States at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in Portland, Oregon from June 30th through July 2nd. How are you anticipating the galleries at this event? Because just from what I saw, the highlights from London, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of action going on there. No, I don't think there will be like huge galleries. That I think that this is it's going to like slip into a place where like it's like the XFL or the USFL where it's just not relevant. That's what I was going to ask you is will this just kind of after the US Open and this it will it kind of die down and just slip into irrelevance. Well, you know, Justin Thomas, you know, speaking in Massachusetts today getting ready for the US Open. Uh, number five in the world, is really tired of talking about LIV. Uh, he says that's all anybody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when you saw the gallery in Toronto for the uh, RBC Canadian Open, I mean, that was pretty darn cool. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and they put on a show. The PGA had, like, the best players in the final group on the final day and they played really well. And, you know, don't think for a second that those who remain on the PGA tour are not playing with a chip on their shoulder. Is it become an us against them mentality? The PGA tour against LIV. I think to a degree it has, don't you? Yeah. hundred percent. I did think that Moynihan's best quote was, do you ever have to apologize for being a member of the PGA tour? Think about that. That is a great quote. 
is a fantastic quote. And you know what? Uh, it encompasses a lot. Uh, yeah. As far as the dialogue goes about LIV and uh, everything else, um, do I feel personally an allegiance to the PGA Tour? Well, of course, I guess I do. Um, I will say that the LIV, right, wrong, or indifferent, for all the players that decided to go over, it is the ultimate money grab in sport. Is it not? Yeah. And you're entitled to that. But at the same time, and I'm not a lawyer, and there is going to be litigation in the future, probably not all that far down the road. So as a PGA Tour member, you are part of this club, if you will, this organization that's got rules. Every organization has rules and bylaws and this and that and the other thing. So when it does go to court, I'm sure Jay Monahan and the powers that be with the PGA Tour wouldn't have made the suspensions knowing fully well that litigation is possible if they didn't think once it gets there that they had a solid case. Well, they have lawyers on their side for sure who are advising them. Right. Uh, Nicholas, your thoughts on PGA Tour? Well, and- we we were talking about the money aspect of it, and that's a common complaint that I hear is um, all these other sports are paying their players m- much more money. So I looked up. John Rahm made just over $7.7 million last year, and he was the number one earner on the PGA Tour. That would rank 166th in Major League Baseball. So the top golfer made about the same as Reese Hoskins and Hunter Renfro in Major League Baseball. And I think that's the issue. Well, I, mean, I, I, I know it's comparing different sports. It is. But the PGA is, I mean – Think of how many players there are in baseball, how many teams, and they're spreading that all down. And you can't, the, the number one player can't make more than that. And well, I think that's the issue that a lot of these golfers have. Well, and there's 162 baseball games. Um, golf is and always will be a Manu Umanu sport. And that is the glory of it because you have no one else to blame but yourself. And players like John Rahm don't play in every single event. Uh, and I think when you, you reach play 22 events, so that's 22 weeks. That's, okay. that's just about as long as a lot of other professional sports. All right. And you yeah, made... but I think you also picked a sport that is like one of the more expensive sports. Like maybe if you compared it to hockey, he made a ton of money. You know what I mean? Well, I just think it's um, unfair to bring in other sports because, you know, it's six of this and half a dozen of the other. Um, I think, you know, and golfers, you know, Tiger Woods, he's a billionaire right now of that billion. How much was actual golf, the playing of the sport? There's endorsements and there's golf course design and there's this and there's that. And there's a whole lot of other stuff. And John Rahm, the same thing, you know, his endorsements and, and everything else. Most of the time. A PGA Tour player, depending on who they are, make more in endorsements than they do actually playing the game. And it can't be discounted. So, And then you've got a guy like Dustin Johnson and Graham McDowell 
and uh, Bryson DeChambeau who go to LIV and they lose endorsement deals. So I'm sure it's going to be discussed. Well, one thing we know for sure, we will not see Bryson DeChambeau at the Rocket Mortgage because they're no longer sponsoring him. No. And, uh, you know, for every action, there is a reaction. And that has come to be in the world of professional golf uh, like no other time. Uh, I'll let you know quickly before the break, folks. White Sox Tigers tied it to they are in the uh, bottom of the second at beautiful Comerica Park. It's the WJR Sportsbook. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Yes, indeed. And as always, thank you very much to our good friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of this WJR Sportsbook. Now, very pivotal. Tonight, nine bells. Oh, 9 o'clock. Game 5, Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, NBA Finals. Going back to Game 4, you know who put on a pretty darn good show? Steph Curry, 43 points to go along with 10 boards as the uh, Warriors win at 107-97. Jason Tatum had 23 points and 11 boards in the losing cause for the Celtics. Interesting to note, as far as the Warriors go, they have won at least one road game for an NBA record 27 consecutive playoff series since 2013. Uh, Back to Steph. He recorded uh, the second-best scoring performance of his career on the final stage, second only to the 47 points he put up in Game 3 of the uh, 2019 against the eventual champ uh, Toronto Raptors. So Steph is just being Steph. And greatest shooter you've ever seen? I would have a hard time... Voting against him. Yeah, I mean, he's the best player. He is the best player in this finals. And if he plays like that and he gets a little bit of help, I'm going Warriors. Uh, Nikki, which way are you going tonight there, lad? I got Golden State. I mean, he's probably playing as good of basketball as he ever played in his career. At this age, coming off some injuries, and like Jamie said, he's not getting a ton of help, especially from my Spartan Draymond Green on offense. But, uh, yeah, he's carrying this team. So I got Golden State tonight. But I think it still goes seven. Andrew Wiggins uh, coming through in game four, uh, 17 points, but more importantly, 16 boards. Uh, I agree with you with Draymond. Love the dude. Uh, he is an instigator. Still one of the best in the league at doing that. Offensively, uh, not the same player. Uh, Blake? I think you got a little action on the game tonight, don't you? <laughs> I do, and it's the Celtics. Always. The Celtics is the play. It it has to. Be. The Celtics are the better team. I think that like Tatum, really good at basketball. Brown, really good. Like they're just the better team overall. Steph Curry, yeah, he went off in that game four, but like you guys said, he has nothing around him. The Celtics are the, the better. The team. unselfishness though of of the Warriors is insane. Like because. They all but know the Celtics that have the that guy. too. Yeah, I don't. They don't have Steph though. I mean, th- they all know that Steph's the guy. And there was one play where uh, Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton the second or whatever uh, had the ball in the corner, and he had a wide open three, and Steph was coming around him, and he just kind of like gave him a little handoff and set a pick for him, and Steph drained the three. I mean, it's that kind of plays that the Warriors. I mean, o- only the Warriors make those kind of plays. 
also the Warriors have the experience, and the Warriors have home court advantage now for a three-game series. But the Celtics are a better team on the road than they are at home in this playoffs. Well, this is a uh, pivotal point for your uh, Celtics. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the uh, Warriors here. And what can you say about the uh, former Wolverine, Jordan Poole, for crying out loud? Uh, He continues to uh, make contributions, 14 points in that uh, key Game 4 win. And Clay Thompson, all of a sudden, finding his stroke, 18 points in that win. And he was uh, struggling at the beginning of the series. He could be the X Factor, correct? Correct. 100%. Uh, If Clay now heats up and you add that with Steph, that's why I think Warriors. All right. We'll uh, have to wait and see again. And darn it. Couldn't the NBA just start this thing at 8? I know it's in San Francisco, but it's still 5 o'clock there. 9 o'clock start. People got to work in the morning. have a bedtime? Of course I got Uh, (laughs) 9-9. You know, the uh, Sandman starts knocking around 10-30 for crying out loud. So it's me against the show here. Big surprise. (laughs) But that's how you roll, Blake. Celtics is the play. And, uh, you know, you keep me up to date on what happens with uh, your uh, your wagering. Responsibly. Sometimes it works out. <laughs> I had the Warriors last game. All right. We'll see. Congratulations. All right. Thank you, Jamie. We'll be back to wrap up this edition of the WJR Sportsbook coming up. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Quick update at Comerica Park. Top three, your Tigers. With a 3-2 lead over the visiting Chicago White Sox. Game one of a three-game set. Uh, Interesting deal here, quickly. Uh, You know, the Stanley Cup Finals getting underway Wednesday night. The Avs and Lightning are set up for uh, quite a compelling matchup in the final, and the Game 1 ticket prices reflect as much. The price for a ticket to Game 1 at an average of $1,061. That, my friends, is the uh, highest Game 1 ticket since 2010. I am very much looking forward to that. No doubt about it. 100%. Lots of goals in that one. (laughs) You know, the Avs, from what I've seen, and I haven't seen as much of them as I have the uh, Lightning, uh, but the Avs' defense uh, in this playoff at times absolutely suffocating. Right. But they can score just like on demand quickly, multiple goals. They are so good. I actually saw an article that someone was comparing them to the Steve Eiserman Red Wings for firepower. Well, there you have it. Uh, and that will probably be the last ever comparison between the Avs and the Red Wings in any way, shape, or form for reasons that are. Probably a little obvious, but I think it's going to be a hell of a series. Uh, Meanwhile, you know, uh, the Avs looking for their first Stanley Cup championship since 2001, and the Lightning, until somebody beats them, they could win three in a row the most since those great New York Islander teams of the uh, 80s won four straight. So a lot on the line. Going to be fun. Uh, Jamie, in closing, you had uh, an announcement. 
Yes, I want to shout out to our priest at St. Clair, Father Andrew. He told me that he listens to our show, and he heard about our our baby news through the radio show that he listens to. Oh, well, Padre, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Much appreciated. Always uh, nice to have a a father on your side. Absolutely. Uh, That's what I say. Uh, Now, the uh, question before we uh, vacate the premises, you feeling good, everything well? Things are great. Thank you for asking. Uh, any crazy cravings to pass along? Um, still the ice cream. I'm making my family drive all over Kiowa Island for ice cream for me. <laughs> uh, what's the latest you've sent your husband, Ryan, out for a blizzard? <laughs> no, they're called shivers. Thank you very much at TCBY. <laughs> oh, okay, well, whatever it takes, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, believe it or not, our time together for this edition has come and gone. Jane, best to the fam. I know you're going to have a, a great time. Yes, the weather's fantastic. I recommend Kiowa Island. All right. Nick Roddy, thank you very much, uh, young fella. Great job, as always. Blake? Take the abs in the series. That's all I have to say. Okay. You may want to do just the opposite. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, For everybody involved, always a pleasure spending time with you. It's been the WJR Sportsbook here on WJR.